I did some research. Okay. On Duncan Nutter. All right. I'm interested. Where is he now? Yeah. You should just set up. Oh, we should set up who Duncan Nutter is. Duncan Nutter was the father of seven. Seven. Yeah. On a show called Showbiz Moms and Dads that aired in 2004 on Bravo. Yeah. It was about stage parents, basically. And they were really kind of like over the top. It was before people could could do reality TV as a career. You know, like it was before that was a thing. Reality TV was like they would pluck people from obscurity and you'd see one season of them or whatever. And that yeah, was it. There's so many people yeah. that are like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, casting is what it's all about for reality TV. It took people a while to figure that out, though, I yeah. think. But that casting always will trump whatever the concept is of the show. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that were way more high concept than cast. Yeah. I but I get both, really. But Showbiz Moms and Dads had a great freaking cast. They should have had another season of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it gets bleak at a certain point because you've been following them and they have such minor victories. And I, then a second season of the minor... <laughs> like, none of those kids broke out. No. I mean, it actually would have been interested to see, interesting to see fall of their career well actually i never their childhood careers i didn't know all of their names so i didn't look up all the kids okay right. so a lot of them are musicians so they very could well they very well could be like just doing in well some like i don't know a community theater or some like oh, right, local right. orchestra or something like yeah. that or they could be professional musicians yeah well i mean isn't that professional yeah i guess so yeah. I, I mean you get paid, in a smaller paid, way but yeah you, it, it, yeah Duncan Nutter. He's like a total stage dad. Stage dad. He just very much seemed gay. Like, right. no two ways about it. He walked so Todd Chrisley could run. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He was very much that. So he was married to a woman who looked a lot like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> In an odd way, it's true. <laughs> but the thing is, it seemed like it worked for them. I mean, he had seven kids. They had seven kids and they, they moved to New York because I believe one of the kids got in a Juilliard. So the whole family relocated. And we this. mentioned them before. Last in the two context, weeks ago. In or, the context. I think or last, last week. week. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the context of um, the curious case of Natalia Grace, mm -hmm. who's all, which also features a very, just like flamboyant fathers. I, you know, that's the genre of yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> Drama daddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah do you you know what i meant though after you saw it right like oh the, yeah the, i the mean curious case of Natalia yeah, yeah of course yeah all right so we'll get to that in a sec sure duncan nutter was the first and also duncan nutter is a lot better looking than the natalia grace father i think i mean i yeah i guess so duncan I nutter guess... was a conventionally attractive yeah guy. he was kind of handsome yeah yeah. And their kids were were good looking, weren't they? I, I think all their kids so. were like really like good looking. You know, the, the kids seemed like adjusted, adjusted. And also like there were times on that show where they were like, I don't want to do this because because yeah. <laughs> there was like one or two that were into it. But he was trying to build like a Colkin industry. Yes, he's trying know? to be a Colkin dad. And there were definitely kids that were like, yeah, we have to do this thing. <laughs> you well, know? they all um, I see. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out from the research I did whether I, I don't think they're like a weird Christian family. I think that oh, they might be Christian, but I don't think they're like evangelicals or whatever. Jamie said that he thinks they're Mennonite. Nutters walk America. What? They're Mennonite? Cynthia Nutter. Duncan and, Duncan and Cindy, teachers walking across America to raise awareness about the rising cost of education and student loans. Yeah, that he they were teachers before... He had them quit their jobs and 
Okay, so did you see this Instagram? No. I mean, it's Wait. certainly them. I no, I looked up to. I couldn't find him on Instagram. Jamie found him. <gasps> Jamie Thank found you, him. Jamie. He still looks good. She still looks like Woody Harrelson. What year is that? <laughs> uh, twenty sixteen. Okay. So yeah, they're still together. But wait, they're Mennonite. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't. I. I. I mean, are they walking because they're Mennonite? They didn't. They. I. I don't think they're Mennonite. They didn't live like Mennonites when they moved to New York. Yeah, and also, um, wait. Okay. Interestingly enough, there's a picture of Cynthia Nutter in front of a Mennonite church center, and she seems happy about it. But maybe they're just walking. <laughs> they're I, just walking and taking pictures. They, no, it's a retreat. It's a retreat center. But that, that they're not, they're not living, a, they're not living like Mennonites though. I know, but is there, are there Mennonites who don't, I mean, they are walking across America. They're not using a car. I don't, so I don't. So Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, you never saw that. <laughs> I know, but I, I, no, I think I did see Forrest Gump. You told I'm me you've sure. never seen Forrest Gump. And I said, you have to watch I, it if you consider yourselves a Vietnam right. War movie That's right. connoisseur. I feel like I've only seen parts of it. I definitely didn't see it in the theater and it took me a really long time to see it. You know, I think I started watching it and never stopped. And never stopped? (laughs) (laughs) You're still going. This is Forrest Gump, right? (laughs) Is this what happens? In the back of your head the whole time, like... Like a projector. Always with me. (laughs) Yeah. Well. (laughs) Happy Pride. I there was a meme that I saw that was like drag uh, drag queens won't make your children gay, but the cast of Steel Magnolias will. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh, this is someone. Oh, a reverend died in 1990. He was the co-pastor of the Souderton Mennonite Church, and survivors of him were his daughter cindy was one of the daughters and she was already married to duncan by then but it seems like maybe she was raised mennonite and then they didn't do that anymore okay so maybe that's maybe it was somehow sentimental to her yeah they're because they um looking out she's a mennonite descent yeah or maybe not maybe she's like this isn't for me and they were like okay Seems like that. They're not like the Amish where you're shunned. Right. Is that true? Yeah. The Amish, you... There's probably some who would shun you. I don't right? know. Mennonites are real loosey-goosey. Always? All of them are like super chill? It do, it's. I think that's what kind of defines them. That's what I thought. It, the Like, I thought that they were just the chill Amish. <laughs> chill Amish. <laughs> <laughs> Although Amish are pretty chill. Yeah. But then after they get baptized, they're not... They can't be chill anymore. Hmm. So, Duncan Nutter published a book last year was it about walking no it's about parenting interesting yeah january 7th what's his method 2022 (laughs) the um acting (laughs) (laughs) stella adler yeah (laughs) um their first teacher is you release it's a memoir and a parental advice mashup father of seven children he has a varied background not only his father but an educator for primary middle school students his primary goals make parents more conscious of what they are modeling for their children. I mean, his kids seemed like polite, good kids. I mean, he's he's really a mystery to me, but they're still together. They weren't ripped apart by reality TV. The, there was definitely, a, I mean, I read the television that pity 
forums and i'm pretty sure that they did recaps for that show too do you remember the television without pity yeah, recaps? yeah yeah no i think they're up still are they really i think so because like when i googled his name it was like some like message board yeah that came made, up. that makes sense i don't know what they did i, I don't know if they, i haven't looked at them in forever but there was definitely a lot of mocking of Duncan Nutter. I remember him as a kind of notorious figure in my life at that point. Yes. But it also, I mean, yours the, is this, the first video of him that comes up on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I, I posted like it to the Patreon. Reel. Yeah. I just did like a highlight reel of this. It's not particularly artfully edited or whatever. <laughs> Our podcast comes up now on the first page and you Google Duncan Nutter. Okay, great. I'm glad. I'm glad that you, you're like the foremost expert on him. It's like you're the most cited on his first page. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so then is also he was in he's in community theater obviously in uh -huh. vermont uh -huh. and they did brigadoon okay and he started it with his youngest son okay so i mean i guess that kid is still doing it i really like that he gets involved at a community level <laughs> he's guy he's okay in my book i've gotten a lot of joy from duncan nutter in my yeah. life Duncan Nutter, who plays male lead Tommy, is joined on stage by his son, Forrest Nutter, who portrays Harry Beaton, the show's villain. Oh. Uh, I've never seen Brigadoon, have you? No. Is Something it a comedy? It. It's a, I think is it so. Fun? It's like, I think it's a rom-com. Oh, really? Because the name always made me feel like, oh, that's going to be really serious. No, I mean, I know it's, it's like, a musical, but it seemed like a like lame is, I guess. Oh, no, it's about a town. It's like it's it's like whimsical. It's about a oh. town that appears once every 100 years. Really? So they're like trapped in time. So that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> so Duncan, who has an international career as a teacher. Hey, she only squeaks it when you're here. I swear. Judy only squeaks her <laughs> raccoon toy when Rich is here. She only squeaks it when you're here. <laughs> she only squeaks it to be near. <laughs> What's the it? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Uh, so Duncan, who has been in more of the average person's share of shows and musicals, uh -huh. that's what it says, okay. says, yes, sure. Tommy is the one role that got away from me. <laughs> now he's getting to play it. Uh, <laughs> so he was interviewed. He, yes. Wow. <laughs> he's, he had an international career as a teacher and who moved to New York City from Stowe in 2000, in 2000, with his wife and seven children. That show aired in 2004. Had they been living there for a while? I guess so. I guess they moved back because they made... I think they were always talking about going back to Vermont, right? The kids were always like, why can't we be in Vermont? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was that was the thing that they said a lot. It sounds like they moved around a lot, though. Yeah. That he was an international teacher. Imagine having that many kids moving around with them. Oh, my God. It's impossible. You, your whole life has to be your kids then. I mean, he seems like he has a lot of energy. Yeah. Doing a lot true how old is he now uh he's gotta be in his 50s he yeah. was only in his 30s though when wow. they were living in new york Jeez. yeah he encouraged forrest his youngest son to try out for the role of henry harry they had availability for the role and i advised it's a medium-sized role <laughs> <laughs> and since harry harry beaton is the show's antagonist it seemed like a good opportunity for forrest to hone his acting skills he's going into his 
into his senior year at University of, Ber- of Vermont. And this summer, he was focused on practicing soccer and working until his dad persuaded him. His, the dad is still pushing. Yeah. Still pushing the kids to, to go for it. It's I like that they humor him. Sure. Duncan was the director for Forrest's last high school play. <laughs> of course he was. That's that about them. Well, I'm glad they're doing well. When was that? This was from 2020. Oh, this is like two weeks or like three weeks before COVID. Wow. Probably got shut down. That must have been devastating for them. Wow. Duncan Nutter needs his Brigadoon, you know? It's still the role that got, got away. away. <laughs> got away again. Found a way to get away. <laughs> There's pictures, though, of him in Brigadoon. Okay. Well, wait, that was 2017. Oh, it says updated mm. 2020. So it wasn't that he did it. He got to do it. He did get to do it. But um, yeah, his book. He has a book. Right. And it's about parenting. Their first teacher is you. Exclamation point. Okay. Uh, he, of course you would have an exclamation point in a title <laughs> of, of his memoir. Yeah, it does seem to fit. Totally tracks. I mean, is it a memoir? It's probably a it self-help says, book. It sounds it like, It says right? it's a mashup. A mashup? It says it's a, a memoir and parental advice mashup. Oh, how about uh, Elliot Page? We're doing Elliot Page as our book club book this month. Yeah, so uh, we're doing that on the 28th. If you want to join, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash psychology. But yeah, we're doing Elliot Page's book. And oh my God. It's a drag. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you what. drag. I don't give a fuck about the history of Halifax. Oh, I care less about all of the childhood friends. This friend and this friend oh and this God. friend and this friend and this friend and this friend. And there's like, a little too oh. much jumping around in time There's a lot me. of jumping around in time. And okay, so the, the premise of the book is clearly about his trans experience. Mm-hmm. And so... Which actually was the thing I thought would be at saving grace because I was like, you know what? Here's the thing. As much as I find this person to be kind of like... Ugh, annoying and insufferable yeah i've i've also never read anything from that perspective i think a lot of it is is commenting overtly and sometimes not so much on the dysphoria yeah so it's about that experience and so it feels really negative you know because i understand that people struggle with that and being trans in a cis world etc but the consequence of making the entire book about the transition is that there's so little joy yes it's like, did you There's ever nothing. have fun? Still, as a reader, it frustrates me that it's like this person and this. It's so much this person and 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 this person. For yeah. as dejected as he feels, his entire he book is about social life. Yes. yes. It's all about the social life. Yeah. It's a child star without the messy fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then and you're, you're just yeah. left with. I mean, what? I, I also like was not really, I don't know. We'll probably, we probably shouldn't include all this because yeah. you know what? We're going to talk about this on our book club. Yeah, sure. I have, cause I do have a ton to say about this book. Me too. I've been listening to it. Like, right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know every time I start, I'm like, gotta go to work now. <laughs> um, well we have a, um, uh, Gavin, someone named Gavin. Okay. Uh, just heard the main episode and TikTok fed me this clip of Tina talking about the Elton fight. So she did weigh in on it. The beginning of this last time around for Tina was her appearance on VH1's Divas 99 show. This is the way we do Proud Mary. She was set to perform her trademark version of Proud Mary with another rock and roll legend, Elton John, a longtime friend of hers with whom she was planning an elaborate world tour. The plan, she says, that died at the Divas show rehearsal. 
I made a mistake when I needed to show him how to play Proud Mary. The mistake is you don't show Elton John how to play his piano. But she did. And Elton John's reaction? <gasps> you don't tell me how to play my piano. Oh, Lord, it just exploded. It was like the past slapping me back in the face, truly before all of those people, when all I simply was trying to do was get an arrangement right. Oh, I get it. So then he stormed off. I totally he just get it. Yeah. Went into a rage, which he apologized later. He said, it was wrong. He said, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. But she canceled the tour and the multi-million dollar payday that would have come with it. Diva. Wow, so she canceled. That's what they're saying. My goodness. <laughs> I get it. I get it too. like Jagger or like some of the other people that's professional enough to give a bit when two people are working together to make it work. He's just very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. We wouldn't have been happy, I think. Oh, I think I think this is a diplomatic been... answer too. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. She's like empathizing she with him. Yeah. A new album performed at the Super Bowl. Team Tina. Same. Yeah. I. 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 It didn't I sound the right. Feeling. It didn't sound it, right. And it was all like she's a witch with yeah. her flashing eyes. My entire <laughs> band hated her. Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't work with Tina. Like don't I work mean, with Elton, right? Yeah, she made it. She was like, you know, working with Mick Jagger. You know, you, yeah. there's a give and take. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Blah, blah. She ha she has done a bunch of different uh, collabs. Why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she give her input on the way it should be arranged? Yeah, it's her song. It's her song. Yeah, he's playing it for her. He could. It doesn't. He did say he was like, you know, I like to to um be spontaneous what did he say or oh, like that's improvise right. yes be that's right she's that's right like, she was like no yeah she's dancing she's got it she has like her like, yeah and if that's how she does it it makes a lot of sense that she would she you know she's proto beyonce in a way she yeah. is like it, the whole thing was obviously this choreographed yeah. and you know very kind of detail oriented presentation yeah so it makes it. sense to me yeah also, the fact that it triggered her, yeah. like doing that song and then having someone scream at her. Exactly. Which I'm sure he didn't think about at all because no. he was just being Elton John. Yeah. And that just, she was like, no way yeah. after that. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it too. Team Tina. Always was. Let's take a call. Uh, you can call us as always at 347-450-4239 or as I like to say it, 347-450-4239. And you can also text us there. Yes, the great, great point. So <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever. Just use it. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Here's here's a voicemail. Hi, Rich and Tracy. Uh, straight female, size eight and a half shoe. And I'm calling because I was enjoying uh, your discussion of Prince Frederick von Anhalt in relation to Anna Nicole Smith. And I wanted to share about the time I met him. So when, okay, so he sold her, George Gabor's Bel Air mansion, and I guess he was, there was like a everything must go auction, and I um, put the minimum bid on a set of living room furniture, a sofa and two chairs. I was going for a, some feather boa sets, but they were like way too expensive. I could not afford that. Anyways, my minimum bid won, and I rented a U-Haul and drove to Bel Air to go get my furniture. And um, I met this, like, hot, young, I mean, young compared to me, even. He was probably, like, 22 or something. Uh, guy helped me, offered to help me load it into the U-Haul. 
he was like, oh, I'm so sad. I was hoping that no one would buy this because I had my eye on it, but I'm happy for you. And he was really sweet. And anyways, then um, Prince Frederick, or we'll just call him Frederick, because, like, we all know that he bought that. He paid a German lady to adopt him so that he could be oh. inherit her title. But, like, I don't think ah. prince and princesses in Germany are even real. Like, isn't that whatever? Yeah, we know Germany he's princes. a weird character. So I was very interested in meeting him. And he comes out and he was like, oh, yes, Jaja used to open her mail every day on that sofa. Oh my then I, God. you know, get home, slightly obsessed with him, follow, on, follow him on Instagram. And um, that guy that you mentioned that he adopted so that he could inherit the prince title or whatever weird arrangement they've got going on, that was the guy that helped me load the sofa. His name's Kevin. Oh my um, God. Yeah, I think that's the whole story. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot. And uh, the prince was very friendly. He invited me and all my friends to a yard sale. Well, not all my friends. He invited me and like <laughs> anyone who was willing to give him money for Jaja stuff to a yard sale that weekend. And it was all the stuff that like couldn't be authenticated for auction. Um, I got a wallet of hers that had oh her God. actor's equity card. That's amazing. <gasps> My friend got a, a flamingo feather boa. Oh I guess you can't sell flamingo wow. feathers. It's like illegal. It's so, so beautiful. It's like bright coral. Anyways, I'll send you some pictures in Please. case you're interested in my Jaja loot. All right. Well, what else? Uh, do you want to talk about Natalia Grace? Yes. Oh, oh, please. Oh. Actually, one more thing. Um, Oscar Isaac shows his dick and sees <gasps> from a marriage. Ooh, Dominic oh, sent yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to look into that. It's very hard, though. No, to not see flaccid. it's very flaccid <laughs> it's not uh not good enough for me you mean the picture yeah yeah yeah, yeah no i don't i don't know anything about the penis i it's, couldn't tell you if it was good enough or not for me i feel like it seemed to me seems like fine. it had potential yeah but it's flaccid it's hard to tell but the fact that it was flaccid <laughs> and it did kind of seem like it was bent like it was draped over his balls <sighs> instead of just kind of resting on them right sure was, sort of leads me to believe there's potential right but it's so obscure that you can't really you can't really tell there's something about him that shown. makes me think that he has a big dick okay right um there, he's one of those short guys that has one you can tell i don't know but but he is uh, short right He's not. I don't know. I, he's not he, a Daniel Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think I remember looking this up. He's five nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's too short for me. Really? Five nine is. I'm five just eight. Just that average. I'm five eight. So if I wear heels, then I'll be I'll be towering. I see. Natalia Grace. Okay, yeah. so what did you think about the different characters? What did you think about the guy, the sex offender with the belly button? Oh my god. <laughs> He's <laughs> like the people that turn up. And then Freddie, what is his name? Freddie Gill? Freddie Gill. <laughs> Freddie Gill is a little person that the mother of, like the adoptive mother of Natalia Grace, she ends up seducing or trying to seduce. Something. They had a textual, a sexual relationship. And she tried to also sort of traffic her daughter to him. Supposedly. But then his answer to that wasn't she's a child. It was, oh, I don't have sex with little people. Well, I think that he thought that was more convincing. <laughs> I guess. I, I watched this and was interested the whole way, but I had a lot of issues with the way it was put together. Same. I do too. I think that the production company was 
really unethical in a lot of yes. ways. Yes. Oh my god. Um, if did you watch her Dr. Phil interview? No, but I was curious. It's very good. You yeah. should watch it, and it so, makes the woman, the mom, seem even more like a monster. I mean, to me, it's just like, how do you do this documentary and say, oh, this little girl had pubic hair, and then you never talk to her about that? Well, that's because they're doing a part two, and it's just her. They're doing a part two. Yeah. Okay, because and I had another issue later this summer. Okay, so I wondered because also the whole kick down the stairs thing. I was like, you introduce this thing and then you just don't follow up on it. Yeah, here's my thing. I can't believe anything that the dad says. Well, exactly anything. Well, and and so then I had a huge issue with giving us this premise. It's like a false premise. I understand it's a device, but to and they have did it, let him hang himself because nobody walks away from that that show thinking he's like a normal good guy no they did and i didn't i i mean to me this was just a clear sign of child abuse that's all it is up and down so, and I, it's so outrageous that they still her the family she's still with that family the one that cynthia? they try to like vilify yes yeah, cynthia was that her name they yeah. say that she was taking her her food stamps yeah i mean she did but that's because the girl was eating with them and staying with them she and her husband are they like they made it out that she was like some piece of white trash and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah, blah totally, and they were just totally. like taking advantage of her food stamps no she like cared for this girl for a while before they even moved her in to their they house seem to be having fun together too well she's well, like but she's a like she takes in foster kids yeah and so she has adopted children and then she and her husband have had natural children since getting natalia and they were like, we've never once had an issue with her. She's never really? once had an issue with any of our other kids. She's also never once had her period. And yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, the police officer does mention that when he's interviewing Michael, but they don't focus yeah. enough on it in the show. Yeah. Like, but the police officer is like, what What would you say if I told you she's never menstruated? Yes. So. But, that, but that's the thing is that it starts out with this outlandish story that it's totally set up for. It totally sets you up with this crazy story that seems to be somewhat vetted. The father makes all of these crazy claims mm -hmm. that other people make, too, because there was the pubic hair thing from the mental hospital. What I, was that about? The mental hospital, I wouldn't trust anything really? that those people say. First okay. of all, they're not putting their names or their faces. They uh -huh. didn't sit down for an interview. Uh -huh. They're like gossiping yeah. to someone on the phone. Yeah. And they were also working in conjunction with Michael and uh, what's Christine. Her, Christine. So who knows Barnett. if they were like tipped off, like if they were paid because there's no way that they got yeah, that I girl's mean, age change without greasing the wheels in their town. Oh, really? You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, and they doctor shopped. They, did you notice that they were like, uh, by the time we took her to her fourth therapist and yes. they finally told us yes. that she's a sociopath and yes. it's like, they made he twisted it. It's like kind of the truth, like, but he twisted it to make it seem like, you know, oh, we had to keep switching therapists because she's so awful. But I think that they just kept choosing new therapists until they found one that would tell say, them what they wanted to hear. Yeah. We, and, we should just set up the premise a little oh, okay, bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this family adopted the, the Barnett's, Michael and Christine Barnett, have. Uh, a few kids already and Three then kids one has they've been featured on 60 minutes the mother has written a book about parenting a genius right there's right. their oldest son was is on the autism spectrum and he's like a math like super genius yeah was he, getting his master's it took him a year to get his master's yeah. when he was 14 yes that's <laughs> how it was presented and yeah. i had no reason to believe that wasn't the reality he's i i that kid seemed very trustworthy to me but then he was saying stuff about natalia and he was but pointing at this, to like sociopathy right 
Like he, the poop stuff? But he said that she just would soil herself. He didn't say that she was doing anything weird with the poop. The dad only said that. Really? It was only the dad? It was only oh, the okay. dad. He just said she would soil herself. But then you hear that like the mother wouldn't let the girl like take, like she would punish her and say you have to put your, your nose on the wall. And she'd make this girl who, by the way, has like this dysplasia, this form of dwarfism that's extremely rare Wait, and I very hard on her, on her bones. Yes. Um, and would make this little kid, this little girl with this disability stand for hours on end and wouldn't let her eat and wouldn't let her go to the bathroom. And then, of course, she would soil herself. I believe the little some one or two of the little people said that she has diastrophic dysplasia. Mm -hmm. The father kept saying, how do you, how do you say it? Spondylo. Yes. Spondylo. Pipizial. Pipizial. Spondylo. Spondy. Sp I can cut yeah, in yeah. when he, he says it. Okay. The spondylepiphyseal dysplasia. It's she's disabled. Like it's, it's not just like she's, she's a di more difficulty walking than um, a typical little person. And she has issues with her spine and stuff like, and she has issues with her feet. So like she has to wear these special shoes now, but they wouldn't ever like, she was walking around barefoot. Right. This kid. But, but the premise is okay, the premise this family is um, adopts this kid. They said they were contacted by somebody well, they tried from a strip to mall. They said they were tried to adopt someone and because the earthquake in Haiti happened, they were unable to do yes, it. Yes, yes. And then they had this organization, this like Contact them. kids. Well, well, but they had an organization for autistic kids. Yes. And so they somehow got the attention of this adoption agency who was like, hey, maybe do you want this kid? But they, they, but here's they the thing. he talks is, about it like he's like so by Michael. Exactly. And I don't trust anything. He says that adoption agency that they show in the show yeah. has come out and said that they had nothing to do really with. Yeah. With the Natalia adoption. Really? And it wasn't it, they may have like been the place where they picked her up or yeah. something, but they didn't like facilitate that. And they also said that it's not true that they didn't meet the first family when they went there. They did meet the first family, they said. Do we understand why the first family gave her up for adoption? Because I assume that was the sociopathy stuff. I looked into that family. Yeah. They have a couple kids, like two little boys or two boys. They're not little anymore. I found the mom's Instagram. Um, they they are involved with like charities and stuff but they also have their own adoption agency uh -huh. and i i don't really know i don't i tried to find out stuff about them there's a lot of theories on reddit that maybe like they were trafficking this little girl because they were they were trying to sell her at little people conventions they, they were, did go there they were trying to sell her for thirty thousand dollars to two different couples yes. several different couples two actually came forward to speak about yeah. it they even left her with one of the couples for a couple months. And then they were like, well, we can't afford to give you the 30,000. So the people took her back. So how much does an adoption like that usually cost? Well, this was a while ago. My friend did a, did a private adoption in like 2012. Yeah. And I think that it cost her like 65,000, but she had a lawyer, yeah. like a top notch lawyer and the woman was pregnant and they were sending things to her, you know, like, stuff to make her life a little easier like you can't send them money but you can send them like gifts on amazon right. and shit like that but it stands to reason that the thirty thousand dollars could have just been standard adoption fees then well usually the the adoption fees are from the lawyers 
So I don't understand why. I see. Like that, is that what it is? That's what, all lawyer stuff? Yeah, it was the lawyer stuff because it's like the lawyer basically takes care of all of it and then they file all the stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they do all the arrangements. Yeah. They're like the middle person for you. And then sometimes there's like an agency. There was right. no like lawyer here. It was just like the agency because I'm the other, the little people, I don't think they had lawyers. I think that they are preying on little people going to these conventions because they know that it's sometimes difficult for little people to adopt. Mm-hmm. you know in the regular system uh-huh so she had been with a family first she does say on dr phil that she, i mean she was very little when she was with them like four or five and she said she was messing around with their son and his arm did break but i think like she's being honest about that i think that did happen i think that this family that first got her i think that they realized how expensive her surgeries and things would be for the rest of her life and i think that they felt like they couldn't do it yeah but i think that i see the i think that the barnett's heard about the broken arm story and ran with that and then started building a narrative on top of it and be like oh well you know look she has this in her past and blah 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 i think that they are the most nefarious people i think they're terrible yes yeah, so they adopt this girl they bring her home and then almost immediately they're accusing her of like, oh, immediately they say she has pubic them. hair. Yes. Immediately they say she has pubic hair. And he's, he makes it out like he saw it too. Michael. Yes. The wife is like, come here, check this out. Well, no one else has said anything about the pubic hair. She didn't mention the pubic hair on Dr. Phil. I mean, it might just be, I mean, she's like, like a Russian girl or like Ukrainian or whatever. Like she, she might just, that might just be yeah, like she might, full pubic hair, full pubic hair, man. like a total weirdo. Yeah. Really fucking girl? weird. Yeah. A little girl. I thought they, they had a lot of video of her. Yeah. And I felt like her, just her reactions and the way that she moved her body. She clearly was a little kid. Clearly was a kid. But she was like sitting <laughs> on the couch and like had her legs tucked in her dress and was just kind of like going like, you know how like kids just like do weird shit with their arms when they're like being accused of something or yes. whatever. Like she was like, like doing that. Like she was acting like was a little a kid. It was yeah. clearly a child. And they, um, and, and they kept, also people were saying like she was developed. She had breasts. I didn't state there was a lot of footage we saw of her. She never had breasts in the footage. Well, part of the mystery that's building is whether or not she is as old as she was represented when they adopted her. They adopted her. So it's being like sold as like the real life orphan. Right. Exactly. They think that it sounds like one of them saw orphan and was like, hey, let's do this. That's what I think it was. They basically almost come right out and say that on Dr. Phil. Okay. Dr. Phil intimates that strongly. Right. Dr. Phil is totally on Natalia's side yes. and is like, I think he's horrified by these people. Yeah, it's horrifying. It really is. So I, they, I feel so fucking bad for that little girl. Well, also she comes from Ukraine. They're like, you know, she's supposedly six. They were like, she didn't re- she didn't recognize the Cyrillic alphabet. And it's like, yeah, yeah why it's, would how, she? how old was she but when she was learning it? She like, came here and she was like three or four. Exactly. Like you could totally see how that would shake. And then and then they're like, oh, we met we met somebody else with the same kind of dysplasia that she has. And we took her over and she looks so much older than that kid. And they show this they picture. Show picture they're they like, look- she, she has like lines in her face. Oh, yeah, he's like, look at how her cheekbones are are defined. But she just like, has dimples. It's a little girl's totally. dimples smiling. And it's the lighting in the picture it it's so bullshit and what irritates me about this though is that it's very i didn't know anything about the case going into it so i'm hearing it like from the authority of the show you Mm -hmm. know it's like that is who's telling the story and then you come to find out i mean like you realize that they're really weird and the things that they're saying are totally outlandish but like okay strange things happen 
And then in the second episode, when we talked to a bunch of the little people that tried to adopt her or were interested in it or whatever, they're like, no, like that's just, that's clearly a little girl. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah. So it's they're kind little of, people and they can recognize. Exactly. There's a lot of ableism happening with like, you know, cause the judge who changes her age was like, well, you stop growing at age 18. So I'm going to add 40 years, four years to that. And so See, she's 22. Okay, yeah. They age her at 22 but like, you don't when know, she was really 10. Did he have any kind of understanding? It wasn't of, from a doctor. Dwarfism anatomy. I don't think so. Of course not. But like, he, and also, like, we're supposed to believe these people who doctor shop the whole time. Yeah. I wouldn't put, like, falsifying records past them. Yeah. Um, also, it's mentioned in the beginning that the Barnetts lied to get her and lied to get rid of her. How'd they lie to get her? We never got to that. We never covered that. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I don't, I didn't hear any. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. But also in the beginning, out. it's like, are, like, what what is the title card saying? Um, who's lying? Maybe everybody. <laughs> You know, and it's like, I, I think that's kind of shitty to Natalia. Sh- this it's absolutely shitty to girl. her. It's, it's, there's so much innuendo and they yeah. keep, and w- 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 so what do you think the thing in the apartment, cause, so then that what, where the neglect comes in, even though there's clearly what there's seems abuse, like abuse, abuse going on. Well, leading, oh, can I leading. tell you something she said on Dr. Phil? Yes. That was the most, it actually like turned my stomach and it made me almost cry. She said like, like toward the beginning Christine brought her into the bathroom and she was like, you have your period. And she's like, do you know what a period is? And she was like, no. And so then Christine took a tampon and put it up her. And this little girl was six. She, it was a dry tampon, a dry tampon hurts. Like any girl knows that like that really fucking hurts, broke her hymen. She's like, and then I started bleeding. And I think that that's what she did to like convince Michael that this girl had her period. It's like, makes me so sick. I it's, fucking yeah, hate these people. Sexual abuse. Yeah. Then they they end up like not liking her, making up all this shit about her, yeah. making up. Oh, when they made up this story about the cow place. Yeah. And the guy who that? worked at the cow place is like, I was there and I have a really good memory and I don't remember any of that happening. Yeah, totally. like They weren't screaming. Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, you know, we need she, we need to call 911. But even her. but even as he's telling that story about how Natalia was essentially tormenting christine she's still the adult in the situation absolutely and i mean he, i guess he said, that's he said i guess that she had lupus and was too weak but then later he's like she would pound on her and pound on her and he's yeah. punching the floor and it's like okay is she like this brute that you're scared of or is she a weak bitch that has lupus that can be knocked over by a six-year-old that's also why it's very difficult to follow in a way because he seems to change he kind of changes his tune mm-hmm because he seems very kind of self-righteous about this child with oh, pubic hair and all this stuff. Oh, he starts changing his tune when, when he gets charged with exactly. child neglect. <laughs> yes. And then yes. he's like, oh. That it, was all her. It was her. She yeah. did it. And I'm too afraid to stand up to her. The child neglect part comes when they move her from, uh, where were they originally? Bloomsfield? Bloom, uh, Westfield. Westfield, Indiana. And then they move her to Lafayette. Which is supposed to be like a not great part of town. And specifically, Christine said it was a white trash town. Yeah. The white trash town that actually ended up fucking embracing that little girl and saving her life. Saving her life. Right. Right. Although, although there was a lot of, so she's in this place by herself. And at what point uh, is she like 10 at that point or something she's like that? Ten, well, 11, 12, she's 10 because no, she's nine. She's nine. When they brought her to the first apartment, she was born in 2003 and yes. they ditched her in 2012 to move to Canada, to move to Canada, <laughs> to support their son's education, which was like, well, actually, no, the first year 
I think they just got they just moved her out as soon as they aged her up. They like got her age changed legally. Yes. To 22. And the law, it turns out in Indiana, is that adoptive parents have to financially support their adopted children until they're 21. 21. So they changed her age to 20. That's why I think that they greased the wheels because yeah. it was just conveniently at 22 You're and right. they were no longer financially responsible for yes. her. So they signed her up for government assistance and social security, had the social security checks coming to them instead of her. She would go hungry. I mean, I can't, she's that, on food stamps. Putting putting a nine year old in an apartment, Una would never have been able to survive. It's crazy. And this little, and on top of it, she's a little person, and they didn't put her in, a, in an apartment that accommodated that. It was on the ground that. floor. It was on the second floor. Oh well, her first. Oh, apartment, the first floor was on. Yes, on but the it ground was floor. Still, she couldn't like. But she do could, the laundry. She didn't know how to do anything, and they yeah. were like, and it, everything's more difficult for her anyway to begin with, and then having like a little kid do it, and then these neighbors. I feel like the neighbors that are complaining about her. Yeah. From that first place. Yeah. I think that they have to believe that she was older because otherwise they look like fucking assholes for like kicking her out. And they were like, everything that they said, it does sound like it's a sociopath if it's an adult yeah. saying it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. knowing that it was like a nine-year-old kid yeah. saying it. Like, they were like, she would come in our house asking for food. Yeah, she would come in and, and without knocking. It's a hungry child. Yes, a hungry. And she was dirty and didn't have shoes. She had body odor. Yeah. I mean, because she didn't know how to care for herself. It's really there. All those so people are up. disgusting. The only one that wasn't disgusting from there was the mom of that family. Yeah. And I think she did know that that was just oh, a little girl. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like was a lot more understanding, but she did think that the girl was like kind of too much like calling her when she'd be at her son's soccer game. But of course she's going to call her because she's fucking a lonely little girl that's yeah. been abandoned. Yeah. It's so horrible yeah and the girl didn't know what to think like she was believing everything that they were telling her she's like oh i guess i'm 22 yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean clearly she had very little stability she did, what was her educational foundation yeah I mean, when was she in school if she born in ukraine comes over here gets shipped out of her first family like when was she ever in school <clears throat> I think, only in in the, I think only in the two years that she was with the Barnett's. Do they even talk about that? I don't remember that. They do show like they, they mentioned something about school okay. and they do show also like uh, here's an example of one of Michael's exaggerations. He's like, she would defecate and stick her hand in her yeah. pants and wipe it on my son's face. My first question was like, well, what did he do to her? <sighs> he must that no one does that unprovoked unless they're a tiny little baby. Then they have a video of like them like they would film their punishing of her all yeah, the time which was like a weird fucking form of abuse too totally and they were like what did you do to ethan and she's like i farted on him yeah i think she just farted on him because she was being a kid and like kids do shit like that certainly farting on somebody and rubbing your shit on them yeah like, do very different things yeah the, the former being rather common amongst a certain age group <laughs> or <both>. not <laughs> common among you know everyone uh, yeah eight to 88 <laughs> They don't renew her lease at that apartment because, oh, they, and they were saying that she was talking sexual, right? Yeah, which you know what to me falls in line with a, a kid that's been sexually assaulted it's, or sexually abused. It sounds like it. That's kind of like the the behavior they would exhibit. But also, every single one of those stories was third hand. Right. It was like 
oh, this guy I know, his son was blah, blah, blah. And then the old lady said that she didn't catch it. But like she was like, my son, my grandson said she was rubbing up on him. Yeah. I bet she was like leaning on the thing. She wanted to play Nintendo with them because they were like sitting there playing. But also there are some kids who do play like that, you know? Yeah. And so it's like and also if she kind of had no real understanding of social norms whatever just do whatever you feel you know i'm a child and she sounds like she was a lot younger than him too i think that it was they were all just prejudiced and yes i think they're totally ableist i think nobody understands this person's very specific issues and it's just a failure across the board oh my god is there like a gofundme for her she does have an amazon wish list i'll link it in the description so finally she just starts hanging out with people right how did they even like well, she they they dump her in this apartment that this was on the second floor yeah on the second floor but not only was it on the second floor there's there are these long like uh exorcist type cement <laughs> stairs that go up to the house that she has to navigate first before right. she even gets in the house yes and it's tough for her and then they like stopped paying the electric her power was turned off for a while so then people started calling like the authorities yeah on the parents she meets people outside like outside the grocery store and then michael tries to make it seem like these people are like using her for her food stamps card and blah 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 cynthia is the one woman's name who accompanied her to the trial and was on dr phil with her okay she was on both the parents were i think it seems like maybe the dad he see he came across to me as maybe he's a reverend okay and um (laughs) Had a a very kind of formal way of speaking. He kind of did. He's like, well, he's black and the mom's white. Right. So he just mom definitely white. She seems white, and their other kids seem white-ish, or maybe those are other adopted kids. They have a big mishmash of kids. Some adopted and some natural. Okay. Um, and she just seems like a nice person who takes care of kids. Totally. That really. takes kids in from off the street. Cause I guess they do live in a not a great neighborhood. Yeah. And so she takes kids in off the street and she gives them temporary homes. Like she fosters them. And then she, they wanted to adopt Natalia, but because she was already an adult and they like, I guess they tried. Legally. Yeah. They try, they applied for legal guardianship and it was denied. Uh, they take Natalia to Social Security and they're like, it's bullshit. It's like not cool that the your parents are taking your Social Security check. Like you're not even with them. And they move her out of the apartment. Uh, Michael claims that they were subletting it, making money off of him. Right. I don't believe anything that that guy says. Yeah, fair. But that is part of the problem, though, too. Like you don't okay, hear their side of the you story. You don't hear their side of the story. And that's all the information you have about them. And so it's yeah. like and so just the natural kind of way and it that was your mind works that was a choice and because we, they could have they dr phil was before this yeah so they could have played that you know, clip yeah but the way that your mind works is just that well if the authority of the movie is telling me this this is like what the movie is saying yeah right that's that's what they're asserting so it's kind of sloppy i understand that they're doing this long For game twists, thing yeah and then now they're gonna have like the other side of the, the story. other side right are they gonna tell christine's side I hope so because I want to because she sounds like a character to me. She does. She's it's, like takes sexy photos. She tries to seduce men on Facebook. She's yeah, real in a Facebook. Totally. She like she's always trolling, trying to find people. She like was trying to talk to that one little person couple that had lived with Natalia, and the woman was like, and I just didn't respond. Yeah. Because she was like, I could just tell that something was off there. Yeah. Well, um, but also when Michael and she were, you know, when they decided to divorce. And he moved back to the U.S. Yeah. 
she started sending him like Sex. sexy pictures and yeah. he's like i'm so attracted to her he, he, i couldn't resist that they were and then they revealed and it was like they revealed all of the, and i'm sure michael is just such an idiot that he gave it all up to them yes to like you know oh look at how evil she is yeah but so they just like revealed all of these like sex between them and then the show like published them yeah, yeah. Show <laughs> with, publishes like, with them. her sexy selfies that she was like sending yeah the police in lafayette like catch on to what's been going on with that family and then they end up like going to interview everyone and then they charge michael and christine with neglect of a minor but then because it's in a different county um somehow they had to throw out her age was not allowed to be talked about yeah and the charge got changed to like neglect of a dependent i mean did you just like the way her the way um the christine's asshole lawyer was yes. talking about it it just seemed they I, I hated that they didn't explain the exact process during which her age which is the the, the most important factor the here got the thrown whole, out it's yeah. child neglect yeah. what 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 um it seemed like it was a legal it seemed like because her age was legally changed there was nothing they could touch on that the judge was like no legally she's this age you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and in a way it makes sense i think they should have been allowed to present evidence that she wasn't legally that of age course. and that there was fraud there's a and ukrainian birth certificate bullshit like, that it that that happened her birth certificate from ukraine says she was born in 2003 they found the mother they found the mother who the, confirmed the, the birth mother but why did she give her up she gave her up because when she gave birth um at the hospital the doctors said that she should just leave her oh, that's right. and not come that's back and right. get her. That's right. That's You're right. You're not going to have, she's not going to have any kind of a life. She's not going to have any quality of life. She's never going to move. She's never, they basically made it seem like she was just like a, like a blob of a baby that had no intent. And she was an intelligent, like she's, she is an intelligent like yeah. person. Yeah. She's like an actual person that, who act, can walk and talk and whatever. But even yeah. if she couldn't walk, I mean, she's has like a personality, Yeah. yeah. Um, which like you can see in like, her like selfies and stuff that she took on her phone that they tried to like they would play like scary music and she'd be like making a crazy face yeah, it's totally, <laughs> and then they'd play crazy music music and like zoom in on her it was just like a kid taking an idiot selfie yeah <laughs> <laughs> they put scary we'll put that on the patreon okay but yeah then then michael's case gets uh he gets off yeah he gets he found get- not guilty and but the juror said she wanted to find him guilty, but they weren't allowed to take in yes. the age into account. Well, the juror said that when she went home and read about the case, let's mm. you know that's yeah. what she said. She was like, "Oh, this is really fucked up," and that like she said the deliberation was like everybody was like, "He's gonna get off. He's gonna get off." Like the 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 room was kind of amazed. It was not this like happy yeah. verdict being handed down. It was like, "Wow, the technicalities really." have saved him yeah and then so then he was supposed to turn state's evidence against uh christine they were going lighter on him yeah anyway so then the real hard thing was going to be christine which i think is bullshit i think they're both equally responsible i don't believe his story i agree that he didn't hit that kid too because he has a video of him of him going over and harassing a nine-year-old little kid about where she got a thing of donuts because he didn't bring those donuts there. And they only started bringing her food because CPS got called. 
They're just like such trash people. Yeah. Why was he harassing her about the donuts? What did he even fucking care? Yeah. They, they, was, they were abusing I, her. I that whole thing starve. was abuse. Yeah. It was ab- like absolute abuse. Intentional. I. That's what I it's think really is depressing. really depressing. It's kind of crazy that this is such a sensation. And it's about child abuse, you know? Well, I think it's. I, well, I think everyone, by the way, is like on Natalia's side. I can't imagine there anyone on the Barnett side. Is there? I mean, yeah. I don't, but um, probably Republicans, right? Well, I don't even know. I well, don't. I mean, I don't know. They probably wouldn't like how gay Michael is. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christine's case got thrown out. Thrown with, out entirely. He with went prejudice, to trial with prejudice. Oh, it was thrown out with prejudice. Yeah, so they can't, they can't come even... back and charge her again. What I think should be focused on and what I've been trying to look into is that if they can't get them for that, then they should focus, look into their finances and uh-huh. there might be financial well, okay. crimes that because, have been going on. Because then, I mean, I don't know that the Lamborghini cars. was real. I saw somebody imply online that it was a model or fake. Oh, he did say, I had a Lamborghini in my driveway. Totally. And he never but, said I drove a Lamborghini. But he never oh, said no, they also. Said, they did say that he had a fancy car when he, he did, was He definitely her. had cars. Yeah. Right. So, but like, where did he, does he even say where any of his money came from? What, what he was doing? No. And the right? only thing I could find out online was that he's worked in retail. Okay. That's what he was doing. And then she had, she had a daycare in their garage and then they had this autism foundation. Yes. They had the autism foundation. So my question is whether or not they were skimming off of that. Uh-huh. And but he and he also described their house as a McMansion and it's like you have a two car garage. Yeah, it did that's suburban not, regular ass house. Yeah. With like barely any space in between your house and the right, next house. Right. I like, mean it was it was a McMansion has has land. It was a cookie cutter house. Yeah. For sure. But a McMansion, it was not a McMansion. No. No. It was a nice size. It was fine. Yeah. But, not a McMansion. Yeah, but you're right. Immediately, it's like... They didn't have like a grand stairway that with like wrought iron handles or anything like that. It's just like a, a regular no pillars, set of stairs. Yeah. Nothing. They have a hot mic moment, which I appreciated. I thought that was really unethical. It was so unethical. Because the kid... But the... Yeah, it was unethical, but apparently legal. Apparently legal. The kid... Yeah. The kid... Immediate, it's actually kind of crazy what happens because it almost feels staged. The kid immediately gets done filming, runs upstairs and is like, dad, we said we weren't going to talk about the thrown down the stairs thing, which is basically like how it's said. And I mean, it seems like within seconds he's talking about what he's not going to talk about. He's like, oh, no, my mic is on. But what did he mean when he was worried that he would have criminal charges against him? And Michael's like, you won't. You were a minor. Oh, I don't know. I, I he guess said maybe that. he so was the one. So did he kick her down the stairs? Maybe. I, well, Christine would, would tell him and make him pee all over Natalia's things yeah. as a punishment. That's so disgusting. It's crazy. And why would you do that? Because Christine just is the one who's going to have to clean it up, probably. Well, I guess she wouldn't for Natalia. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's nuts. Oh, my God. Oh, so at the end, there's this guy comes in, Freddie Gill. Yeah. Was, is he a country singer? He was some kind of musician. He said that real quick on stage. But Michael like talks about Freddie Gill like he knows who the fuck Freddie Gill is. So Freddie Gill is this little person that is like maybe a musician or something. And entertainer. Somehow Christine got caught up with him. And then they like she first she tried. She was like, I want to set you up with my daughter. And then first she was flirting with him. Right. No, the flirting with him came after, after that. Yeah, okay. her wanting to set him up with the daughter. 
I think, right? I, it was, I think it was, it was introduced that, you know, she had, he, he said, um, we had messages of a sensual nature. He said sensual. I went back and I listened know. to it, it even was, though it was sensual. It, it was subtitled sexual, but I went back and it I was, was like, sensual. I think he said sensual. Yeah. He talks about how his, he, I go on talking about how my man, how my manhood is being bigger than average. He's like, just saying, he's like recounting their texts. Because it's probably his like routine he does with all women. I had an ex who would kick me across the room because I was giving her so many orgasms in a row. This is how you're introduced to this guy. <laughs> who's, I mean, he's sitting in a house that's just covered in it just stuff. stuff. Like everywhere. But no furniture, it seems yeah. like. And it like was one until, table, maybe. I mean, maybe that was like his garage or something, but maybe it, it wasn't. It seemed like a trailer. I thought they showed the outside, like the exterior, oh, maybe, and it was maybe, a trailer. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was it was everywhere. Yeah. It was stuff everywhere. But then yeah. So she starts texting him sex stuff, sending him pictures, and then they show Michael a clip. They're like, Oh, we want to show this to you. We want to show you what Freddie told us. I don't know. The thing is that like a lot of that stuff, when I think about it, like the the sun, the hot mic, this thing, it just seemed a little bit off. It seems a little bit played up, a little well, bit everything about these people is off. But the production too, like when they're talk when they're telling him, like, you know, you should see this, you should be able to comment on it. It just seemed kind of Mama June-ish almost to me. Well, this is what I think. I think that what Freddie said, people are like, I think it's that Michael was sexually abusing her. Yeah, that's how it's, that's what the implication is. I think it was the son. Oh, you think it was the son? Yeah. I see. And okay. I and I think that that's why he feels like a tremendous amount of guilt because he says he feels so guilty. And his mother told him that this was like stuff that therapists said for him to do, like pee on the stuff. And he mentions the kick down the stairs thing. And I think it's going to be that he, because the way that she behaved when she got to that a first apartment building right, was right. very much that of like a kid who had been sexually abused. I mean, yeah, but who knows when that happened? You know, like that couldn't, could have. It wasn't even necessarily the first time. It could have along the way. I just think that it makes more sense that it was either the older son or one of the sons. Um, it just makes more sense that it was them than Michael. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just don't see. Because Michael was trying to, if, if he was really abusing her, wouldn't he want to keep her around? He was trying to get know. rid of her. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that you can apply logic there, but. It's true. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Some, it was definitely something it, like the, the clip Explosive. is. Explosive. Christina, Christine basically said that Natalia started and then it's cut off. You cut off. And then it's like cut off and bleeped, right? Yeah. And then he's freaking out like an ape. Get like, the mic off. Get the mic off. I don't want to talk about this. And that's like the end of it. But no, but then the end end. Did you see after the credits? Yeah. He's like, well, he's like driving away, right? No, they, they're sitting down with him and he's like doing this like crying oh, thing. And then he stops crying. There needs to be a GoFundMe to pay for her lawyers to have her, her age reinstated yes but i bet it's an issue at this point because she probably has been receiving social security disability for quite some time i bet that they there would be a whole thing where the government had to she had to pay them back i just think it's so infuriating that they haven't there's no justice there and then that poor girl like no justice no peace yeah yeah we should take to the streets for natalia grace well maybe let's watch the next because who knows what's gonna happen you know, next, I mean, I next saw the season. Dr. Phil and I found everything. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. That she said. 
and that her the people who are essentially are her parents yeah now i believed everything that they all said you know why because their answers were all calm but how and normal how, they've been they've been taking care of her i mean they she's been for living like with 11 them for years. so many years yeah. yeah the finally people didn't throw this child out yeah now woman and she has now woman now now <laughs> now woman <laughs> She has these siblings that she's very close with. Like it, she has like a normal family. Yeah. It just, and that proves, I feel like she's been a consistent person since she's been with these people. And Michael is fucking all over Mr. Toad's wild ride. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What we should say. Can you do it tonight or whenever you're listening to this? I thought you that it was always tonight. It used to be tonight, but it could be anytime. You know what? I find that people, I listen, listen to, to podcasts during the day. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> uh, you can do whatever you want with your day, but you could, among those things, could be going to patreon.com slash pot psychology for bonus and mega bonus. Yeah. Premium series, Wallow. And pipedreams.fun. You can call us too. Oh, that's what I started to say. 347-450-4239. Oh, on Pipe Dreams, I've been selling Scandaval merch if like you're still into that. Okay. I, I know I am. Yeah. I'm wearing my crop top right now. Yeah. It says, I can't believe well, that who, Tom who Zanzival. Can I show you? I'll just show you the clip. It's like just this. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump's husband. So old. He, he like comes in. He, he so clearly was given this line to say by her. And yeah. he like had to memorize it. And it was kind of difficult for him. And he like just delivered it like I he didn't see. give a shit. Okay, and okay. you know you only got one take with him. Because right. he's probably like, that's it. I can't believe what? that Tom Zanderville had Raquel oh. over when Ariana's away. I know. In the jacuzzi as well. What? And she stayed all night. Yeah? I know. So I sell that in uh, tote bags and crop tops and, re- and a regular t-shirt. I'm selling a Anna Nicole Smith beach towel so uh oh great yeah it's gonna say like my body it's good (laughs) bye thanks